0: Hold on one second, hold on one second. (laughs) Oh, welcome, (laughs) ladies and gentlemen. We're happy you're here. Um, We have a lot of great stuff to go over today. Um, I am John Weir, and... I'm Tony. Today with me is... Tony. Tony.
1: Partner, Partner in crime.
0: Partner in crime, co-host, and our producer and faithful leader, Steve. Steve. Steve Ender's. How is everybody doing? We hope we're. Uh, we hope you're all tuned in. There should be. We're expecting no less than four million live viewers. Wouldn't um, that
2: be amazing?
0: If you, if you are viewing this live, please uh, feel free to. At any point in the broadcast, send us your questions, comments, concerns. Uh, if you're worried about my hair, um, my beard, the little red thing under my eye, I've been in a fight recently. Um, these are the things that we are all concerned about. I'm assuming. He's had um, that
1: thing looked at, and it's not cancerous. Just in case anyone was wondering, so he's going to make no, it. He's going to pull through.
0: It was a it's a turtle bite, actually. <laughs> <laughs> FS festering turtle bite. You remember in you, you remember Ernest goes to camp? Yeah. Where I did they, not see they,
2: that.
0: They fire the turtles and then if you're not familiar, they they shoot turtles and then they par they their turtles. And then they attack people. That's what happened. I, I got I got bit. So, we got a lot of very interesting stuff for you today, and we're going to actually get right into that. Tony, do you want to take away our first topic and get it all started?
1: I would. Um something that uh, we can't we can't come on tonight and have a show um, without talking about um, a huge loss to the turtle and reptile community, um, Dave Lee, um, David S. Lee, um, who um, passed away. We well we got the news yesterday. Um, we don't know any of the specifics yet. I haven't seen anything yet. Um, n- none of us knew him. Um, personally, but we all um, read his work uh, that spanned so many decades and so much really interesting um, stuff that he did, and and it's really um, a huge loss, and um, I just wanted to bring that up. So, um, if you don't mind, I'd like to start off, well, start off the broadcast by um, reading an, an excerpt from probably the most important to me um, article, journal that's ever been written about turtles. It really has changed my thinking um, and totally made me question everything I do and I think that's so important in you know with what we do so I'd like to read that, that's alright. Are you guys cool with that?
0: Take it take it that's away, good. yeah. Read on. Thank you.
1: Thank you. So um, at the end of the the name of this the name of this journal is Moral, Ethical, and Legal Issues Regarding Importation of Rare Turtles Under the Guise of Conservation, and um, it's about Japanica. japonica, um, and um, it's a case study that he wrote, um, which is really important. So um, he says. We need our captive breeding and and conservation activities to be positive, above board, and legal examples. We, as well as our government, need to respect, enforce, help, support, and expand laws of other countries that were enacted to protect turtles. Foremost, this is what we should be about. The captive breeding aspect should remain a secondary consideration as far as overall conservation is concerned. Is this frustrating stuff? You bet but no one ever said this would be easy or straightforward. We will learn to evaluate as we go. If private keepers are to gain respect in the conservation community, we need to know as much about a turtle's legal status as we do about its husbandry needs. And importantly, we need to all know this prior to acquisition of those animals." So I think that that really sums up um, what I thought was so important um, about what he did and it really has changed the way that I look at things, so I just wanted to share that.
0: Well, uh, what specifically has changed for you, Tom? Well, I mean, obviously, it's a very profound.
1: Yeah. Well. Idea. Well, to give a little bit of context, too, I mean that article is taking a species that so many um, keepers want to have, and we've talked about this in the past. And I think that eleven years after that was written, that was written in two thousand and four. I think eleven years after that was written, some things have changed a little bit. Um, you know, people have bred that species more. It, it hasn't been impor- uh, imported in a long time. So I think some things have changed. So I find it really interesting to see how things were in 2004 versus today. Um, things have kind of gone through a bit of a shift. Um, I also just think it's really important to, to – it's an important, like, reality check for us to realize that even though, some, like, we want something because we want it, We should really think about what we're doing. What does this mean? Does it help? Is there something else that we can do with our limited space, resources, money, time that can help more, if that makes sense? So even though this, you know, this species is like a rock star and everyone wants it and everyone thinks it's amazing and they are beautiful and amazing, but maybe there's something else that, you know, that you can spend your time on, that makes sense. And I think that's what he was saying.
0: So. so what is what has changed for you specifically? Have you did you get rid of your um, of your dinosaurs? I I can't help but think of Jurassic Park. You feel, you sound like uh, you sound like Doctor Malcolm, Doctor Ian Malcolm, in that. Yeah, you, uh, you, you packaged it and you're selling it and you're selling it. <laughs> that was, life. I don't know.
1: Life finds a way. Uh, life uh, finds
0: a way. I can't. I'm not really good with Jeff Goldblum, but has anything? No, no. What has changed specifically for you, Tony?
1: I never got in Pineapple Express how that kid could supposedly do a good Jeff Goldblum. Who does a good Jeff Goldblum? I, it's, I hard. it's hard. It's hard to do. Frank Caliendo, maybe? I don't know. You got to be pretty good to do I don't feel like that's I don't feel like that's a foot in the door. Um uh in you know, impersonation that you could just do on day 1. But um are you asking me more questions about this? Do you want me to elaborate more? Tell me what you want me to say.
0: I'll say um. it. No, I just want to understand. Did did or did you or did you not change your um, some of your projects?
1: Well, what it what it ha- what I did as a result of this to start to look at everything and start to think. For a long time, I would look at species like the um, like more like some of the Moremi species, um, and. They're, they're really rare in cap- they're really rare in captivity and r- they're easy to get in captivity, but people rarely keep them. and they're really rare in the wild, and people don't look at them because they're not as pretty, I guess. I don't really know. Um, so just thinking some more. and I've done some writing about um, hopefully some blogs that we'll have coming out soon about some species that I think aren't thought of very much. Um, because people just don't see them and people don't really make a big deal about them. But like for instance, the, um, uh, the Vietnamese pond turtle um, which was thought to be extinct in the wild and they recently um, released some and uh, released them back into the wild which is a great conservation assurance colony success story, but you don't really hear about them very much and I think that's sad. We talk so much about other things that people want because they're, you know, important. I mean, right now, like, albino and caramel readier sliders are, like, people will do bad things to get those. Like, they will do anything. They will sell their firstborn. They will jack a car. They will do whatever they need to do to get those turtles. All things
0: I've seen you do for chicken parm. Right. (laughs)
1: Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) I was... Poor in college, man. I would do anything for some chicken parm. But um, but yeah, I mean, it's like
0: that was this weekend.
1: I I recently um, and yeah, and I still do, but don't. Thank you. I don't know why you have to say it in front of everyone, but um, I recently sold some caramel um, ready sliders, and um, they're not in the best shape, and um, it was a good opportunity to use that to get something that I really wanted to work with. So I'm like on Cloud9 right now because of how, you know, the high demand that those things are um, commanding right now. Like, everyone wants them. Everyone.
0: The high demand that those things are demanding? Yeah, whatever. If you will.
1: You know what I meant. Thank you. Thank you. I forgot you never ever made a mistake. (laughs) That was a dumb Um,
0: number quote. I I I I, mean, I I agree in general with what you're saying. I think that it's important to you know that we ask, even if even if nothing specific changes, if we're just asking the questions, why are we keeping this or why is it even worth it to keep this or you know right general things like I mean I think most of us agree that uh, you know assurance colonies are something that's important and like you said that there's I mean, we've had some large victories recently with those, but um I mean if you don't question even those. From time to time, then you can you know you can really lose yourself and you can be deluded in just thinking one way. So I think it's good to it's good to ask questions.
1: I, I totally that's, agree.
0: That's what you can you know yeah. what you can get out of that.
1: I totally agree. I, I think that we all need to do that, and I don't think it happens enough. And I think that you know it's a hobby for the vast majority of the people involved in it. It's you know the the majority are not herpetologists. They are, you know, they're like us. They're they're her they're and they, you know, they don't study as much. And you know, we have to we have to go to work forty hours a week, and then study on our free time and mix it in with all the rest of of what life you know is demanding of us. I get that, but I think it's so important for us to remind ourselves that we need to look at things to to figure out what is the, what is the best way to use my time. That I have an important I am an important resource, a part of the greater good. Um, and, and The greater good. The greater good. So, um, you know, why not use that for good to the best of my ability? So if I have one enclosure that's used for something that might not ever be let back into its native, native range or that um, isn't breeding or that you know, isn't going to breed in the future, then, then we really need to analyze that and figure out, well, is that something that I really want to, you know, spend my time on and, and precious space? We live in the Northeast. I know I mention that like every podcast, but it's expensive and cold here, so you really have to pick what you're going to work with wisely.
0: That's all I'm saying. Right, like we should all have picked mammals, a type of mammal to work with. Right, mice, rare
1: endangered mice. Fancy co- mice. Or cockroaches,
0: right? Cockroaches—they could pretty much you could keep them wherever, from as my understanding.
1: Or Twinkies—we could just like house Twinkies in our basements.
0: And it's just a thought. Feed them to cockroaches,
1: <laughs> right? Cockroaches eat anything. And mm-hmm. then feed both of those things to the mice. We c- we could make a million dollars.
0: I think we just did. This is live.
1: This is live. We yeah. made a million dollars for someone else who's going to use our idea.
0: Yeah, well, <laughs> we, you didn't specify make
1: a million dollars for us. That's true. So I was right after all. Feels good.
0: Yeah. You always are. Um We're going to move on now to the next topic of discussion. Again, I think Anthony you want to um you want to Bring that to the forefront here and then we can go from there.
1: Yeah. Let me say well, one Do you th- want to talk
0: about some of the some news? Do we have any basic news stories there oh,
1: Yeah. Here's one here's there's one thing I want to share before I go into the next topic. Is that cool?
0: Please. Yeah. I right. I'm really All sorry right. to have uh, to have cut you off.
1: Okay. So for anyone who has listened to the <laughs> for anyone who has listened to the podcast um, through iTunes, um, before we've done this now show that you can watch, you know that, sh- that John runs the show. He's the host, he's the funny one, he's the handsome one, um, and, and he's also the prepared one who normally has the plan of what we're gonna do. I'm helping out a little bit with that today so we're a little out of sorts with it because John, if you don't know, John coaches a college basketball team. He's actually broadcasting from the office right now and literally when we were preparing for this he was um, making recruiting recruitment calls to potential players. So um, you weren't?
0: No, that of course would be an NCAA violation. Thanks for bringing it up <laughs> live on oh, air. No. No. he
1: wasn't. He wasn't making recruitment calls. He was making he was making calls about the basketball camp that he's going to run this, Thank this
0: summer.
1: Thank you. Right. I'm sorry. I, so, I, I just assumed.
0: I didn't tell you this, but um, we had. I had my first week at basketball camp, and we had. Three teams, and I made them all choose a team name, and I told them it had to be reptile-related. No, you didn't. That's great. I did. it didn't. It didn't take. They just made up their own names. But uh, I'm really trying to, I'm really trying to mix um, animal love for animals and uh, specifically um, herpetoculture, uh, and with basketball. It's hard though. We've we've tried. I mean, we've been trying, but uh, there's so very few people that cross over into both. In both realms.
1: I don't believe you about that story at all. I don't believe you. So John was calling people for his camp anyway. So he was busy making phone calls. I don't know anything about college basketball anymore. As you can see, I'm way too heavy to have anything to do with a collegiate athletic sport um, of any kind at the higher level. No chance. So, um, just so everyone knows. But the point is, I'm helping out, so I'm trying to throw out the topics today, so be ready for that, and please forgive us for uh, my shortcomings, as it were. Uh, (laughs) That's for you, John. Thank you. So the next topic, which is really big, um, is the potential listing of the genus uh, Pyxis on um, the Endangered Species Act, the American Endangered Species Act. Hold on to your hats. Don't, Don't mock me. (laughs)
2: Yeah.
1: <laughs> so, a for point. anyone who doesn't know, those are um, spider tortoises and flat-tailed tortoises from um, Madagascar.
2: So. As producer, I, I feel like I need to make a quick plug here. Um, if you want to know more about the ESA, you can actually go to theturtleroom.com slash ESA and get a basic understanding of the law. And uh, I think tomorrow we'll actually have some more opinion from Tony uh, coming up to the blog on this topic. So... Stay tuned for more. Nice. Let me just mention one thing before we get into it too. Steve just called me Tony and
1: John you called me Anthony before. And yeah, I just wanted to, to do that. this is this is awkward because Steve knows that I, my name is Anthony but John from our old basketball days still calls me Tony. So guys get snap out of it for me please because it's making me uncomfortable.
0: I actually I've, I have there's too many I have a lot of things that I call you.
1: That's true.
0: That's true. But I prefer yeah. Tony the big palm you yeah. prefer Tony
1: no I don't necessarily prefer Tony I prefer the I prefer the big cat I like big cat that's good okay that's good so um, getting back to our topic um, this is actually fun to see myself while I'm talking I'm so not used to this um, I don't realize the mannerisms that I have when I talk and things like that so this is this is fun but <laughs> Very um,
2: interesting
1: yeah it's it's really great it's just it's enlightening
0: you like you didn't notice how close you get your shiny forehead to the camera when you're talking.
1: <laughs> oh man, it's hot in here. What do you want from me?
0: It's the middle of summer. Have a little, have a little, uh, a little know-how here.
1: I was gonna wear a baseball cap. Next show, I'll have a baseball cap on because of that comment from from John. And maybe you should get some clippers and fix that squirrel neck you got going on. Don't back. Could you dare. <laughs> All right, so back to our topic before we get too off um, off track here. Um, so Pixis arachnoides and... I thought I
0: had a hat. I was looking for it.
1: Good luck. And and Sorry. Pyxis Um those two species um, are critically endangered um, according to uh, the Red List, um, IUCN Red List. And um, everyone's known for a while now that they... Um, you know, that they are in trouble. So, a lot of people, um, keepers mostly, um, including the TTPG, are kind of up in arms about the fact that the ESA doesn't really do much here um, to protect those species. The only way I can see it protecting them is if they are still being smuggled into the country. I don't know that they are. They might be. Um, I. Surely, I'm not involved in anything like that, so I wouldn't necessarily know if they were. But I think, with a lot of other species, you you get and I, you kind of get the idea that that is still happening or may still be happening. But I've never seen it with them. And with the price tag that they um, that they have here, um, you'd think that people would would try if if they could, if they thought they could. So um, that's one piece. Um, also, I'm kind of in the middle on this, which is kind of how I always have been with pretty much everything ever. I like to see the both. I like to see both sides. I'm, I would never be um, good like on a debate team, that's for sure. Um, I might be a good moderator, but um, I think I've just wrote a piece about this recently. But I think that we keepers sometimes give ourselves a bad name. With the way that we sell animals openly for large amounts of money um and sometimes make it known that that's what we're trying to get, you know what i'm saying right and um i th- I think that I think that that gives us all a bad name um the spider tortoises that I have I got for an amazing deal because somebody wanted them to go to the right place. they were never put up for sale and um They're actually, obviously, through a zoo. They're stud book listed, so we're we're part of that stud book um, species survival program um, on top of other species survival programs. So that's the good stuff, and you don't always see the good stuff, if that makes sense. So I think that sometimes we give ourselves um, a bad name, and I think that that's part of it, too. It doesn't look like we are doing the right thing. So I think it's so important for some of us who are doing the right thing to get out there and be more vocal about what's happening and the good good things that we're doing yeah i I don't think people share share enough share videos share husbandry um you know discoveries and uh, incubation techniques and just everything you know shit. Right. knowledge is power right
0: i mean it it's true it's hard enough to to find like if you're if you don't know where to look and you want to find something about a specific species or about whatever you know whatever it is that if you're interested in keeping or you know whatever i just feel like it's it's overrated how hard it is to or it's underrated how hard it is to come up with good information on stuff like that right i don't you know i mean if you unless you really know where to look and i mean take a, i mean you take it for example everyone that's going to listen to this is probably already knows where the right place to look is for this is but i mean go go find basic information on the theater scene in chicago unless you know where to look for anything you have to really specifically you have to really dig
1: hopefully it so, pops up on google
0: right so what right exactly so i mean we can hopefully make it easier for our niche our thing and then hopefully the theater geeks in chicago can make it easier for us for when we want to see othello and we're on vacation
1: i don't even think pe- people i shouldn't say for everyone but i think there's a large amount of people that don't even go to Google first. And I think that's so wild. on the forums and stuff like that, people will pop up, pop in, and will ask questions that you could find in two seconds on Google. But they totally, right. like, I don't know, feel like just asking some, maybe they think it's like a live person behind the
0: screen like, or something. Or right. already, even though you already said it, though, they, they ask questions on the forum, they're already kind of in the right place then.
1: That's true. That's true. But um, that's really true. I. Yeah. Maybe it's just maybe it's just the instant information. I don't really know. Like the way that our society is now, um, I might be just thinking myself in
0: circles well, right what now. what way is that? Tony? Yeah,
1: let me tell you what I think.
0: This, we always end up coming. We always end up coming to this. I feel like Tony. You do. Tony complains about society.
1: Yeah, I don't think we've ever come to that. But
0: thanks. Tony. I, I feel like we talk about it all the time. But please tell us what's wrong. You're making me feel
1: deep right now, and it feels good. Furious. Yeah. Yeah, it feels good, but I, I think, like, take I I handle our YouTube channel, right? For the most part, I know Steve jumps in once in a while, and but I answer all the comments. I can't tell you. I can tell you it's probably like 98% of people ask questions that are in the description. That's right under the video, like 98%. And I'm not really
0: exaggerating. I, you're I talking, can't. You're talking again. You're talking about YouTube commenters, which are nothing again. Please watch it and comment. I don't what you're there's, saying right now. Connections are notoriously bizarre.
1: That was sweet. That was a sweet way of saying that. That was nice of you. Yeah. Was, I was scared of what you were gonna say. That was good. No,
0: bizarre. Bizarre is the word. I would never. I would never insinuate anything else.
1: <laughs> yeah, you're totally right though. And I know, I if it's any indication of society itself, then we're all doomed like immediately. But I'm just saying that there's a lot of people out there that don't necessarily like studying. They don't like the, the academic side of things, if that makes right. sense. I always enjoyed class. I, did, I didn't always go, um, especially in my fifth year of college, but um, I enjoyed it. So I, I don't know.
0: Right, right.
1: Right. So,
0: anywho. Um... What is? Do you have anything else to say for for this topic? As we got, as we kind of took a took a jaunt away from the topic there. What else do we have to say about about pixies?
1: Yeah. Well, they're um, they won't be listed until next year, but they're looking at it right now. Um, it's open for people to. Um, hi, John. Uh, it's, it's chair spinning. That's hilarious. It's open for people to uh, to comment, um, give their two cents, and um, and I I encourage anyone who has any experience to do with with the species um, or any important species to do so. Um, And I mean, that was slick.
2: That was
0: (laughs) that was pretty good. Did you guys even notice I was gone? No, they really pay me more than I won't have to do other things while this is happening. I'm sorry. Do you remember
1: before we went live and Steve and I mentioned that you can shut your camera off when you when you move around? Did you know that?
0: Yes, but remember, I t- I thought that we I thought we agreed that that wasn't a we want people to be looking at my face as often as possible. So I just figured I'd leave and come back quick.
1: All right, because they that might we, want to see. Yeah, I
0: thought <laughs> that was a marketing decision we made.
1: Right. You're showing how stealthy
0: you were. Right, right. People enjoy uh, what do they enjoy? They they enjoy <laughs> slick movement. Right. Right. For okay. for that, that people for radio people to make.
1: John's nickname in college on the basketball court was the Pale Mamba. Nice. Because he slithered up and down the court. And he actually fell down about eight times a game, just in case anyone was wondering. I never fell in my whole
0: college career. He fell every game about eight times. Yeah, because you have to get 14 bricks thrown directly at your body to make that weight lose its balance. That's right. You never fell once. No, I might have fell once or twice. I mean, you never
1: tried to take a charge. I know that. I never took a charge. Uh, It's epic when I fall. I always joke that if I fall down, I would die instantly. And actually, I haven't thrown up since 2006. So those are two things that I'm very proud of specific about me.
0: So now that, that was... You to me too. That you haven't fallen down or thrown up?
1: Um, I've probably fallen down. I don't fall down very often, though. Um, that's for sure. Probably every, like, year or so, maybe. Just I guessing. think we can,
0: ag- we can agree that... I think that f- people falling down is the funniest thing in the world. There's nothing better than watching somebody fall down. And you specifically watching a man of your size fall down? Yeah, it's one. It's a real. It's a treat, really. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I think. I think that's why I don't. Because, let's be honest, it's not pretty.
0: Yeah, I'm not, so it's, much it's dangerous. It's dangerous for your loved ones and for wildlife in the area. But yeah. it's funny.
1: I'm so much like a giant tortoise of the Mascarene Islands. It's not even funny. <laughs> <laughs> Did yeah. I pronounce that right?
0: Yeah. I did. Yeah, close enough.
1: Okay. Well, wait, I read the book, but I it, there's not like a pronunciation guide, so there's not. Yeah, there should be. Note note to Sir, what was his name? The guy that wrote that book. I don't know. We're both we both read a book. Um, what is it? What is the name of it again?
0: Um, an uncommon history or something like that. Oh
1: oh oh. Well, wow, this is bad, but I can't remember it. Look it up for me. Um A Sheltered Life.
0: A Sheltered Life, yeah. yeah. And, uh, I was um,
1: thinking I kept wanting to say Life in a Shell, the book an unex-
0: um, It's the Unexpected History of The, the Giant uh, Tortoise. Of the Giant Tortoise, yes. Right. That book
1: life. is awesome. If anyone's looking for a good book to read, it's awesome. If you like history and you love colonians, it's really like the best book there is. It's Paul so Chambers author. Paul Chambers. Yeah. He's a he's a British chap, I think. I can't really um, I think he's a governor, yeah. I hope Tom's listening to this still. I'm
0: <laughs> sure he's very upset.
1: <laughs> Tom is Tom is our um, partner from Wales. So, um, I don't the, even know if
0: he can't. Yeah, then he'll he'll be fine with us making fun of a Brit.
1: Right, totally different, but to us it's Similar.
0: No, it's not, it's not similar, Tom. It's to, not me, similar. to me, it's similar, Tom. I'm sorry. You're a stupid American. That's right. I'm, I'm cultured. I know the difference between whales and the rest <laughs> of those, <laughs> those places out there. I don't.
1: I just anyway, found out whales exist. I'm kidding.
0: That is, kidding. yeah, they're, they're the largest mammal on earth. What? Whales.
1: Oh, good one. Like what are you
0: talking about? Yeah, I brought that back. Um, wow. What that's is, I, I wanted to talk about this though that that book though definitely I mean do you have do you remember do you have enough to review to say real quick uh, what was what you liked about the book? Obviously, uh, a lot of it was about Darwin and about the yeah. effect of um, the effect that the giant tortoise had really on the lives of uh, Homo sapiens sapiens. Right. Uh, right. really really more than you think
1: because, well there's such um, a big part there was such a big part of exploration and discovery right. a lot of trips that probably couldn't have been made were made because giant tortoises have so much meat in their body and they could survive on board a ship for
0: without water or food and, right they're like they're like traveling buffets
1: right so they could survive forever on on the deck on, under the deck of the ship and um that's it. just whenever you need a snack, you've got a whole you know ship full of them ready to go.
0: did gosh yeah. no, so I don't know if it was like a, a a masochistic thing, but like I was really i I was intrigued by i want to taste it there. I said it like I'll never obviously stoop to that, but like I was like, huh that sounds like something that i should that I should be tasting
1: I will say one thing uh, I, you brought up you brought up an interesting point. Now, I don't want to taste giant tortoise because they're too precious, and we've already, our forefathers or someone's forefathers have done a little bit too much of that. So, um, obviously, that's an issue. But I will say, I was on a forum um, a few years ago, and Chris Kagan, who's the director of animal management, I think, for the TSA, I'm going, I'm, I'm, I'm flying uh, by the seat of my pants here but, um, with that. But um, he um, spoke about how he's eaten different, um, different species of turtle before, and at first I'm like, oh, my gosh, this guy's like the turtle guy, you know, like how, you know, it ca- I was kind of taken aback by it at first. But um, after thinking about it more, I mean, there's really nothing wrong. I mean, I ate allig-
0: I've eaten alligator before. Um, I have two. Alligator tail is very good, actually.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't have any problem with, you know, with eating um, healthy animals. Uh, not, like healthy population. Animals that have healthy populations, I mean. Uh, really healthy populations. Like I'll eat Ready or Slider tonight. I know that makes me a bad person.
0: But no. I feel bit. like that's not enough meat, though. That's why. I, that's why I want to eat a... A Galapagos tortoise. You're a horrible person. I'm not like... He's joking, by the way. I'm not joking. I would like to eat one. I'm going to go on exoticmeats.com right now and do a quick search.
1: That probably exists. Do you know for sure if that exists?
0: Yeah, we used to pretend we were going to buy zebra steaks for our roommates in college. You don't remember that?
1: No, which roommate? Zexter. That makes sense. His name is, Zex- his name is Zexter.
0: <laughs> We're going to buy a zebra steak. <laughs> It'll make you good for when I'm lifting weights. <laughs> <laughs> Love you, buddy. Shout out Zexter.
1: <laughs> I bet he's watching. He sounds like the type of guy that'd be watching. I know him. What so are you trying to say about Zexter? I know him, so I know that he's not watching. Yeah. But okay. um, that's why I could say that. Fair but. John is kidding. So any animal rights activists out there, he's just kidding. Are you kidding,
0: or am I? <laughs> <laughs> if you want to be all upset about it, then you know. Now, obviously, I'm never going to eat an endangered species, but something big enough that has some meat on it, other than a red-eared slider, of course. No, I'm Got just, it. I'm just saying. The point is that I would be intrigued. I'm intrigued by all. I'm, uh, this is an interesting uh, topic, and just in general, by the way, uh, you know, vegetarianism or veganism against, like, I mean, we. I, I'll, Steve, do you eat meat? Oh, lots of meat. Yeah. Okay. Steve is kind of the moral conscious of the of the show, the program. What a uh, jerk. He doesn't. He doesn't have great hair, as you can see him f- fussing with it. But uh, <laughs> he is the moral conscious. So, if Steve eats meat, then I'm good with it. And oh, I yeah. always have. You know what? It, it'll never. Nothing will ever taste the same. I've had, like, soy meat. It's just not the same.
2: No. No, you can't really
0: beat meat. That's not like a marketing program if I've ever heard (laughs) one. it. rhymes, too.
2: How much better could it be?
0: That was very organic. You're welcome, meat industry. (laughs) The meat lobby is really going to run with that one. (laughs) Um, That's great. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I, I don't feel like... I don't feel really bad about it. I feel I, I know that there's obviously issues that uh you know that go with that. I don't, you know, it's not right to over harvest or to grow things up specifically for eating them. I don't like that. Mm-hmm. But part of it is I just don't ask a lot of questions. I just eat it.
1: Yeah, and going back to the book, I think it's so cool to see the history of it and then to try to put yourself back there. Right. Because no one knew. No, I mean, so many people don't know about these things now. You know, no one knew about that stuff then. Right. So it's really just survival. For all people knew, you know, there were more. Yeah, that,
0: it, it's nobody knew, but we should have known. And that's the same stuff that's going on now. Like, okay, no one has proven uh, global warming or you know the a lot of other environmental concerns now or the carbon stamp or whatever. All that stuff. No one has it's not widely agreed upon, but I mean, we should all, we should all know better. And once something catastrophic happens to the next, you know, generation or whatever, they're going to be like, oh yeah, why this was so clear. It's kind of Monday morning quarterback, but you should have.
1: I get what you're saying, but I don't totally agree.
0: Well, why don't you, What why don't you agree with?
1: A debate from the non-debater. Please. Um, i we're talking about the 18th century and the 19th century i mean we barely understood like what was out there as far as like continents no i know you know i know you're going to go he knows everything about geography he was the first person that told me that burma didn't exist anymore like oh cool that was a long time ago i know all about myanmar now however <laughs> They call it
0: Myanmar.
1: Thank you. But I'm just saying that, I mean, people were getting around, like, by horse and buggy at that point. Like, right. you didn't, everyone didn't know. These are sailors, like, seamen who were out there. They didn't necessarily know about all this stuff. I'm just saying. And there's no one out there to enforce it there's no conservation laws yet no one should have known they didn't know anything
0: no one should have known and they didn't know is definitely too different they definitely should have known
1: people died of slivers back then no one cared about tortoises come on i right.
0: think that that's the problem our mankind's unaware attitude all along our existence especially in the last 300 years where everything has been you know has been really ramped up is is inexcusable you can't just say oh well he was they didn't know so it's okay to they did a lot of other bet they did a lot of stuff that they didn't know about that was pretty pretty crappy
1: I hear what you're saying this is a very
0: vague and general um, you know d- discussion but having said that, I don't want to do anything but eat some some tortoises.
1: Call back. I don't Call know.
2: Back.
1: I don't know why we even wanted you on this broadcast. That's what I'm trying to figure out.
0: <laughs> we we I thought we spoke very clearly. Remember, we already touched on this that uh, for marketability's sake, we needed to have a, a good looking guy with good hair. <laughs>
1: who is going to stir up some controversy and obviously on a podcast we can't have killer snapping turtles like the turtle man has on Animal Planet so yeah. this is the next best thing well America. I get it.
0: deal with it yee, uh, yee, 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 yee. that's that is that he should have known he, he definitely should have
1: known yes he should have but he does, don't you love How they make it seem like snapping turtles will attack you in the water every single episode, every episode. Mm -hmm. I caught a huge snapping turtle with my bare hands recently. I know, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a tough guy, right?
2: We've
1: all all done that, but I've, I've gone in the water and grabbed with my bare hands countless common snap. These are common snapping turtles. They're not huge. They're not 200 pounds. And they flee in the water, man. They flee in the water. And every show they make it, he's wrestling with it, he's grunting, he's under the water, he's kicking around. Well, but there's a reason for that, though.
2: I know,
0: but who's going to watch a show about all the turtles that flee? No one gives a No one cares. (laughs) Almost went there. Almost went there, I didn't. Nice. Uh, it doesn't. It's not. It's not marketable for the viewership. So you have to make it look. It's the same reason that they make it seem like, like, Chloe has a personality.
1: <laughs> Kardashian reference. Nice. Oh,
0: little. wow. Nice.
1: Ask yeah. Lamar if Chloe has a personality. Too soon for Lamar Odom joke. What?
0: I don't even know why we invited you onto the podcast.
1: What? I have in front a, of Lamar. of
0: Lamar in my house. So how dare you? Well,
1: <laughs> run Lamar, run! He's gonna eat you.
0: <laughs> get out <Yes>. of there.
1: <laughs>
0: Classic. Um, what's we gotta get? We gotta get back on task here and uh, and and finish this this uh, topic out. What are
1: we? Wrap it up, B. I thought we went off on a nice little tangent that kind yeah, of yeah no it
0: was a good it was we re- tangentially, yeah uh, I tangentially enjoyed that but okay um,
1: I think just I don't know the last plug is just you know do some research if you don't know about what's happening with spider tortoises right now at least use this as an opportunity to learn about the ESA to learn about CITES and um the Endangered Species Act, and state laws, um, of your state, things like that. Just use this as an opportunity to learn about it because this seems to be a theme for where things are going in the future. So, you know, if you don't like it, get involved and, you know, do more than buy albino red or sliders and, you know, just get involved and, and, and educate yourself as best you can. This is some really cool unprecedented stuff that's happening and sometimes some unfortunate stuff for us keepers so I think that you know this is the time if that makes sense.
0: Uh, absolutely. It makes plenty of sense. What are thank you. You're you're very welcome. Um, I did I don't know if I, I don't know if you mentioned this but did do did, did the viewers know where you are right now?
1: Where I'm sitting? yeah oh, that's an update I could give right
0: yeah well, and just so, I think it's just funny that I was just looking behind you where you're you know that that's your decoration for that, but continue
1: yeah i'm in I'm in my nursery right now, so my wife is like between fourteen and fifteen months pregnant. she's like ready to pop any second. I wouldn't talk like this if she was in the room to make sure she's not around um. But, uh, yeah, so we didn't promote this as much as we wanted to because we weren't really sure if we were even going to have this broadcast. Next time we're going to work on promoting them more. Um, we're looking at having them at least once a month. But, uh, but yeah, I have a baby on the way that's going to be here any second. So I'm in the nursery right now. As you see, I don't know anyone else you know who has a uh, portrait of a forston's tortoise on the wall of their nursery, but... Now you, gotta, you can tell it. Yeah, you got to get him in on it early. Yeah. Now you can tell everyone that you know someone that's that much of a turtle dweeb. And my wife doesn't even love turtles. She likes them. She tolerates
0: them. Mm, but, see, um, I think I think you don't get to give her enough credit. I think that she's way she's way more into it than uh, than my significant other. Wait, do we have an update here, Steve?
2: Yeah. Uh, for those of you who were wondering, uh, sheltered life looks like that. Uh, there's the Amazon link. You can find it on Amazon. Uh, looks like hardcover, thirty-six dollars. You can find it used paperback from oh two oh eight.
0: Nice. It's big All money. Right. No yeah, I, I I, Where did you get yours, Tone?
1: Um, I bought mine at a at the Massachusetts Reptile Expo. Ah. It, I got it for like six or eight bucks or something like that.
0: Yep. I think I, sp- I was I think I was at about eight. I spent seven or eight. I got it at the Strand, famous bookstore in uh, Manhattan, New York. Oh, it's, you know, boring, but it's part of my life. I live there. It's pretty, you know, New York City, <laughs> the
1: Big Apple city,
0: the Big Apple town.
1: <laughs> oh. Classic.
0: All right, so I I think that we uh hold on, hold, um, we're holding. No, we're no. I refuse. Don't hold. I was just. I'm a slow reader. Um, is there anything else that we needed to to say or talk about, Tony?
1: Contact us if you want to talk about any of the things that we brought up today. If you want to bash John for being um, an uh, endangered tortoise eater, or if you want to talk about the ESA, I'm, not, I, it's,
2: I'm just
0: curious. Uh,
2: you know, somebody commented on our uh, on the YouTube page for this. Uh, Why do you guys eat turtles? And it just reminded me. Uh, I've been working through uh, another book by by uh, Peter uh, Pritchard. Um, Tales from the the Debate, it's a really great book. But even Peter uh, C.H. Pritchard, one of the foremost uh, turtle and tortoise conservationists, has eaten turtle and tortoise along his many journeys. Um, So just in case anybody wants to see this book as well, and this is a a great book, um, he talks about his adventures with sea turtles, with Galapagos tortoises, and, and even just some of his background and some really funny stories as well. Um, just a great book, and so here's what that one looks like, Tales from the Tobade. Uh, it's well worth the 5382, in my opinion. Um, I, I've really enjoyed it, even though I haven't quite finished it yet, but another great book. Who is awesome. the babe? Uh, not the babe, Tales from uh, Tobade. It's uh, a French word, I do believe, but I'm not really sure oh. what it means.
0: Yeah, they had a lot of funny things over the letters. Yeah, so it must be French or something.
2: I'll take swords
1: for five hundred. <laughs> <laughs> I will say for just one one thing, I'm not itching to eat turtle. Steve, John, uh, have you guys ever eaten turtle or tortoise before?
2: No, uh, I haven't. I. I. Unless it's like a snapping turtle or something in some soup, you know, I don't know that I would. Here, a uh, definition of tebade is a solitary <laughs> retreat. There we go. So, in other words, in English, that means tales from the retreat. Right. Ooh. Yeah,
0: it's cooler when you mix in the French word.
2: It, oh, it sounds so much better.
0: Tales from tebade. <laughs> <laughs> That's how you pronounce it. I just looked it up. I, I also have been looking stuff up over here while you guys were talking. That's how it's pronounced. I don't believe you. Tales from the bade. Um All right, well, I think we're gonna wrap it up. And Steve, do you have anything else that you need to say?
2: Uh not that I can think of. I mean we, we could cook it another ten minutes and get to an hour if you guys really want to, but
1: Steve always cook. trying to push the envelope.
0: You're right. Are we <laughs> are we trying to by cook you mean in a soup with some yummy? Spiced turtle eggs, Spice snapping turtle.
1: Yeah. Let's not um, penalize our viewers by making them watch any more of this just because we enjoy talking to each other. Does that <laughs> make do, any sense? I, I,
0: well, I do actually. If we, I, I mean, st- stop me. We don't have to do it, but uh, I do have that um, an article that about um, that I could comment on briefly. Uh, remember the one I sent you guys about uh, what's going on at JFK? Oh yes, airport.
1: That's with the Diamondback Terrapins crossing the runway. Yes. Did I ruin it? <laughs> I'm asking. I didn't know My what you were talking would,
0: about. You know, like the one thing, the one thing that I had for for this week.
1: All I said was the title. Give us the subtitle and the text, the body.
0: Yes. What's going on? Well, give us That's... the
1: body, John. Give us the body.
0: All right. Oh, I'm gonna give you the body. Um, <laughs> uh, I, saw, I just saw an, an article uh, recently about the. Um, there's been a lot of delays at John F. Kennedy International Airport uh, in New York City, and it's because it's actually situated right in a, a national wildlife park where many. Uh, there's a lot of population, there's a large population of diamondback terrapins, and they come, they're all, they're like during the breeding season. Or excuse me, the egg laying season, they're coming out and they're walking across the runways um, and it's been happening for more recently. It's been happening more often and uh, they found out that the reason for that was that many of the natural predators of the Diamondback Terrapin in the, that specific, I think it's Jamaica Bay Wildlife Refuge, um, are dead because they're raccoons and they got some kind of, they got some kind of disease. Let me look what it was. I think it was like the dropsy or it was some weird like 1900s disease that I didn't know raccoons can get. Distemper. Distemper. Yeah. I don't know what that... Uh, most people,
2: that. Um, most people if they have cats, they get shots oh, yeah, yeah. every two to three years as well. So right. I just uh, did a screen share of this so people can see the uh, article on Gizmodo you can see the, the link up at the top if they want. All right. Rock on.
0: That's uh those are such beautiful such beautiful turtles, aren't they?
2: Uh can't go yeah, wrong with either back terrapins, man.
0: The DBT. DBT, are you with me? Alright, I think we're ready. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Thank you guys, everyone who's uh who is I wanna give
1: my sign off. I wanna give my sign off. Tony, can,
0: you, just for can today. you give your sign off? That's what I was about to get to, but you just Okay,
1: go ahead and get to it then.
0: Okay. Um Take go for time.
1: it. Take your time. <laughs> wait no, time.
0: Wait. go ahead. You're, that's what I was gonna
1: do. So you, you just say it. I'm just kidding. I, I, knew the whole time that I was gonna go, that you wanted me to go, but I was just giving you a hard time. So, anyway, in the words of our good friend Steve Rosen, be sure to have your readier sliders spayed or neutered. That's just, great. Just <clears throat> yeah, I love I, that so much. I have to give him credit for that. I'm gonna text him tonight and tell him I stole that from him. But um, I just love it. That's good. Actually, don't. You you shouldn't have them spayed or neutered. You should just make omelets out of the eggs, and that's how you can eat turtles and feel good about it.
0: Slider eggs? Uh Yeah, you'd have to have, like, 500 of those to get one omelet.
1: If I had a microphone in front of me like Steve does, I would pick it up and drop it right now.
0: Just make the noise. That's enough. That was good. All right, guys, thank you very much for watching. We really appreciate it. Please, please, please uh, hit us up, again, with questions, comments, concerns. Um, Not so much complaints because I don't really want to hear those. But um, just let us know anything that you'd like us to talk about or anything that we may have missed. Uh, We've only just covered, I don't know when the last full podcast was. It was about probably six months ago. So we just covered six months. It's been a long time. Cool. Definitely too long. So just uh, please uh, let us know what you think and download us on iTunes and tune in next month. It's going to be next month or next month, right? Is that Steve? Is that correct? We're going to try to do another one next month. Let's do it. Okay, we're, and we're we'll gonna uh,
1: shoot, we're going to shoot for every month, and then if something comes up that we really want to talk about and get out there,
0: hopefully we then can then do
1: more. more. Yeah,
0: and you can get all that information on the Turtle Room com website or on our Facebook page turtle room at Facebook just
2: facebook.com slash the turtle room
0: that's the one
2: uh, we'll try to give you more than a day's notice the next time we're gonna do one uh, yep, yep. get it advertised a little bit more that was my fault catch up uh, the podcastcom you can catch up on all the old episodes there or at iTunes um, you can hopefully see this one on YouTube in a
0: little bit Great. If
2: you're just joining us,
0: all right. I'm John Weir, saying so long for now. Bye. That's Tony saying
2: bye. <laughs> all right. Have a good night, folks. If you uh, if you like what you're seeing, like what you're hearing, you want to give us uh, some help, uh, visit theturtleroom.com/support. Give us a shout out. Uh, lots of resources as well. You can check out all the things we're doing. Have a good night.